0: They don't see these missed opportunities because they like to sleep in. If you're a business owner, you don't sleep in anymore. I started at 5.30 this morning because I'm a business owner and if I don't, I'm going to be behind. You work eight days a week if you have to. You don't take off early Wednesdays. You don't do these things that you do. That's what an employee does. An employee takes off Fridays because they don't work Fridays. Great, whatever. You don't get paid if you're not working. You don't get paid if you're not there.
1: Always ask why Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today we're excited to have a returning guest. We have Jenna Cash from SoCo Lashes returning. And we are super excited to have her because she reached out to me and said, Hey, I got this thing I teach that helps people to make more money actually really helps them to save money and then they'll have that so they can invest it in their business or on themselves their family whatever it is and it's a, a neat little trick that you can do and she shares a couple of things but this is really a great way to go and implement your business so that you can actually have uh, m- more money than you thought you did for the year let's just say that because if you budget a certain way and then you end up with a little more money that you didn't budget for all of you have bonus income and that's what she's going to talk about today. It's really really a cool idea. I love it and I hopefully you will find it useful and something you can implement very easily into your business. It's not going to take you like uh, get a degree in business planning and budgeting and all that type of stuff. So anyhow, but before we do that, let's get into a quick few announcements as always. We have so much going on. First, I just want to say the last year awards are open. You do not want to wait, delay, go pay for it now. Then look at the questions, study it, and think about it. And then you have still a few weeks to go in there, and you can update. Like you can do your first version, think about it, go home, and pray, cry, whatever it is. Like, ah, wasn't good. And then you can go back and update it again. It's not like it's a one-time, done, and done. Like you can go in and you can take the next couple, two, three weeks to kind of work it, massage it, and make it work for you. And by the way, if you don't think you can win, I want you to really rethink that idea because I think you can. That I've shared with us. That happened to us. We've won a couple awards that we never thought we'd get. And the only way you're going to find out if you can win is by doing it. And the good news is that the last year there's many award winners. It's not just one per category. It's anyone who displays that certain level of excellence. And last year we gave out, for most categories, two. And I think in one or two we gave out three awards. So it's a very big tent. And we really want to just recognize the best of the best. When it comes to business, don't let the name deceive you. It is not about lashing, it's all about business. Our whole life is like, hey, it's called it the Lash Conference and not do anything about lashes. Let's call it the Lash Awards and not do anything about lashes. Yes, we like ironic names, I guess. So anyhow, go to the link in the bio or go to our Instagram or link in the show notes, go to our Instagram or go to our website. It's only $75, and you can sign up, and then you can go start working on that, essays, and get those things filled out, and I promise you it's going to be well worth it. LashCon tickets are sold out, but we do have the virtual ticket, and if you want to get a chance to buy a VP or a standard ticket, you need to buy the virtual ticket, or if you're a standard ticket user, you'll also be entered into this raffle where you can buy a handful. We just have a handful of VIP tickets, and we also have a two or three standard tickets, so if you buy a virtual ticket, you'll get first dibs for the raffle to buy buy a standard ticket and then we'll open it up to the public if no one buys them then we'll make a, uh, another raffle <laughs> to everyone but if i have a feeling all those tickets are gonna be gone with those first two groups so why don't you go buy your virtual ticket even if you can't come to it i promise you you're gonna get all the speakers all the classes everything's gonna be on there and you can watch it live or you can also watch it over the next 60 days afterwards and by the way there's going to be tools in there where you can network and meet other people. And I know we first did this two years ago. A lot of people made new last friends just through this. So don't let it be like, oh, I can't go to a live events. not worth it. It's only 197 but it does go up September 5th to 247 and it will continue to go up as we close into to November. So don't delay. Go buy your... Virtual ticket today. It's in the, also in the show notes. And there's also add ons. If you bought your ticket, go look and get one of those add ons. We have almost, most of them are almost sold out, but there's still some space and you can get in to the day one or the training classes and all that stuff that's on Friday, Saturday before LashCon gets started. Last retention last. Our next one is in Vegas, August 27th, 28th. You don't want to miss that. And then we're in Boston, November 19th, 20th, and December 3rd and 4th here in Los Angeles. Go buy your tickets now. And there's a payment plan, four month payment plan. You pay. 25% down now, and then you have three more months to pay the rest. So it's really budget-friendly. That way, you're just paying a little bit at a time. And in fact, with the Vegas class, you'll finish the class before you even make your second payment. Not too bad. Like, why do we do that? That's just because we we love you guys. We want help out. And we have 100% guarantee. So if you don't love what you got and you feel like you got somehow gypped we will refund your money that's how much we believe in our training we know that we will deliver the goods you will love it you will grow a lot and you need to sign up today so go do that before those sell out and otherwise that's it guys that's all we have for announcements now let's go to our interview where we sit down with jenna cash and talk all things budgeting Hey guys, we're here in the Lashcast Studios, excited as always, welcome to the show, Tuss.
2: Hey, I'm really excited today.
1: Yeah, me too, because today we are going to be talking about something I don't think we ever talked about, and that is budgeting, and that's something that actually we all should do a whole lot more work on this, because this is an area that I think we're scared of, and that's because we're scared we don't talk about it, but it's actually something that can make or break your business. If you don't know how to budget, it can literally destroy your business from within, and to help us walk through this, because Jenna Cash from Soko Lashes is here. What, what? And we're excited to have her come Hi. in and talk about budgeting. So welcome, Jenna. Hey, how's it going? Doing great. And uh, she's also a returning guest. So I was always excited to have our returning guest. <laughs> and Jenna <laughs> is with us about, well, Jenna's up in Northern California. And her and her husband, Gus, are an amazing team. And if you don't know about Soko Lashes, when we're done, you'll see the link in the bio. She's definitely check them out. They're definitely environmentally conscious and just a real giving team that really uplift our industry. And we're really grateful to have her join us today to talk about budgeting. So let's get into it. I'll be honest, I remember my first time I had to look into budgeting was when we were with a company called Strategies and we went out and they told us to bring our numbers. And it was actually quite a horrific moment for me because until you actually sat down and really looked at the numbers we just did the the old school way of like look at your checkbook oh we got money okay spend it
2: it's called fly by the seat of your pants it's kind of like if it feels like you have enough money then you can spend yeah if there's (laughs) enough in the account like it doesn't matter that that money may be earmarked for other things that you don't even know about
1: yeah exactly so first i thought i would just ask a very simple question which probably most people like duh this is obvious but maybe not because it's not something we talk about why do we need a budget what's so important about budgeting
0: Let's just say one thing. So many people in their twenties, thirties, forties, sometimes in their fifties, they don't know how to budget and they're embarrassed to ask how to do it because they think that they should know. And they just, it's kind of like one of those things. I think sometimes embarrassment, we just double down and double down and double down and we're paying our CPA or whoever files our taxes so much more money when we can be literally only paying a couple hundred dollars if we knew how to do this ourselves. Mm. And it's nothing to be embarrassed about. The only reason I knew how to do this from the beginning was because the salon that I started at my very first day, she handed me a profit and loss sheet. I had no idea what it was, but she said, this is how you're going to do, keep track of how much you make and how much you spend on your business to get your total profit, which I didn't know. She didn't use words like gross, net. It was very simplified. Mm -hmm. But every week I would fill out this piece of paper. And it just helps you keep on track with how much you're making, what you're spending on your business, and how much you're actually bringing home, how much you're paying taxes on. So for people who don't know, maybe people who are newer to being self employed, your gross is how much your business is bringing in as a whole. Anything that you spend on your business, that's an expense. So your rent. Your lash supplies, your travel to lash conference, your ticket to lash conference, yeah. any class that you take, your salary. That's <laughs> an intense, right. So let's say you made ten thousand dollars last month, but you spent a thousand on rent, a thousand on your lash con ticket, and a thousand on your supplies. Yeah. That would be your expenses. So then your net, what you actually made, would be seven thousand. Yeah. So budgeting just helps you. Number one, keep track and making sure you're not living outside of your means, meaning You're spending less than you make and making sure that you're able to put away for taxes, because that is a big, big thing that people get slapped with. And it's really scary. And once you hit year three and you get more and more behind, that can really, really put somebody under And Yeah. You can only play catch up for so long until you should fall under the category of playing keep up. Otherwise it's too stressful. And, you know, just for basic personal budgeting, I say, if you can get a month ahead as quickly as possible. That's the best plan because you have that extra 30 days. I always did that because I was a single mom and I, I was like, if I get sick, what if I break my arm? What if my daughter gets sick? So I always had that extra 30 days and now I think it's smart to have six months, but that is yeah. not always. Good. Not so in the just beginning,
1: have- not when you're first doing it, right? You need baby steps.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: I've always so- heard three months is great. Work towards three months and even better. Yeah. yeah. You can save up and have a nest egg for six months. You could Oh, them. my God. Yeah. yeah. You no, get I'm through that you. pandemic a lot easier, too, right? <laughs>
2: yeah. Some of our listeners may be thinking, oh, my gosh, I've been in business for like five years or three years or I have never done anything like this or, or somebody yeah. might be feeling a lot of shame thinking I have nothing put away. And if that's you, I do not want you feeling shame. Even putting $5 in the account for your piece of money, it's just a habit. It just starts. And for you to just say, hey, I need to learn this stuff. That's your first step. So don't hit yourself over the back and say, Mm -hmm. I should have known. Yeah. 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 The back. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) Don't be hard on yourself. You're learning something new today.
0: And better late than never. And the further you go on blindly, the worse it's going to get. So if you start today it's going to be 10 times better if you start in three years. That's Mm -hmm. right. And I think the first mistake that people make is at the end of the day saying, I made $500 today. No, that's not your money yet. Mm -mm. Can't spend it. You know, you have to figure out how much belongs to other people, your landlord, the bank for your mortgage, (laughs) your cell phone provider, because that money's not yours.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I see the posts where people are like, yeah, I made, uh, you know, six digits. I'm like, was that your net or was it your gross? And almost 100% of the time, it's their gross. I'm like, well...
0: That wasn't all profit. (laughs) We're a seven figure company. And after everything was paid, our employees, our income, we made, I want to say 450. Divide that by two people because there's two of us, right? Yeah. So when you think about it, when you own a seven figure business, that's not as bright and shiny as it sounds. I probably made double what I made as a lash artist for working Eighty hours a yeah. week now. Yeah, you have to ask yourself like holy cow. People don't really realize what it means and how much you pay in taxes. Yeah, you and know? that's
1: the part that gets a lot of lash or just beauty professionals who leave the salon world where they were having their taxes taken out in the paycheck, and all of a sudden now they are on their own and they don't realize they get like you said, you get the I got paid five hundred, and they're like, all right. Dinners on me, and whatever, or buy that yeah. purse, or buy that object that you've been desiring for all that time, and then at the end of the year, I've seen this and heard this many times. They go, "I owed ten thousand dollars to the IRS, and I didn't have it."
0: And you're so screwed. Yeah.
1: yeah. And then the IRS was more than happy to do payment plans, but they also love to put that interest in there. Oh my gosh. So now, the, the, yeah. the
0: interest from the
2: IRS will absolutely positively kill you yeah
0: they're also more than happy to take your house (laughs)
1: yeah there's horrible things that happen if you just avoid them yeah then the next step is they come in to start taking assets and we we had ran into a problem many many years ago like that and we had to learn the hard way and we paid a ton more interest because we set up this payment plan and it was for a few years and by the time i think we paid the payment plan off we had paid like additional 25, 35% on top of what we originally owed. So it was like, very, yeah. Very
2: and so, just a little side bit about that. The reason why we got into trouble was because we did not honor our cash flow projector. Yeah. We knew that we didn't have our budget, the budget, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah. And we thought we didn't want to let the front desk go.
1: We did play catch up. We were like, oh, oh, we'll, we'll, oh catch we'll catch up. up we'll catch, we'll up. catch
2: up. We'll catch up.
1: And there was never enough money to catch up. We just, didn't live by our budget.
2: In hindsight, it's taken us years. Okay, first there was yeah. the initial debt from the IRS, the penalties and all that stuff. And yeah. then there's the compounding interest. And how much did we pay in interest? Uh, and how much? Just, much? It's just heartbreaking, right? For a couple of months of not letting that person go and honoring the budget. So those of you who are listening, <laughs> it's so important to follow a budget because yeah. it's, the consequences can be extremely
0: painful. And in all interest is, what I look at it, it's a punishment because you weren't responsible enough to save, and you have to borrow it. So interest is a punishment because you weren't responsible. Yeah, that's
1: yeah. that's exactly and that is it. it. That is. I mean, they actually said when we were paying this, like back in 2013, but there was a it said fees and penalties and interest. So they're yeah. literally telling you we're penalizing you. Yeah,
0: you're in trouble. <laughs>
1: yeah, for doing this poorly, and it is extremely scary. I, I actually will try to demystify a little bit because while well, they can not take your house. And they can yeah. do horrible things to you if you avoid them. But if you actually call the IRS, you get into trouble and you're on top of it. Don't wait for them to call you. Yeah. Call them and say, hey, guys, I'm in trouble. They're actually, for the most part, very helpful and kind. It's yeah. only when you are playing games with them and you don't return calls or you avoid right. them. That's when they start getting aggressive. And they can do things like Jenna said. They literally can dock your wages. They can right actually here. go into your bank and just empty it. Mm-hmm. Back in 2013, when we were working this, they made a mistake with us. We were trying to pay them back. We set up a payment plan. And some agents screwed up. And literally, they went to our bank account and took everything.
0: Yeah.
1: And we we're, I was like, wait a minute. We were good. We had a deal. And uh, thankfully, <laughs> they put the money back in, which I was told they never do. Even if they make a mistake, wow. they never put the money back because they go, well, we owed it. You owed us anyways. And since you had it, you should have just paid it. And we're like, so... But it was one of those things that they totally made a mistake. So the IRS does do that. They do go in. They, they can take everything.
2: But the moral of the story is be on top of it. If you yeah. get into trouble, reach out to them. They're decent. They really are. We yeah. only had one agent that wasn't that nice. Yeah.
1: Now, but I thought it would be interesting before we get into... Because what we want to do is... Jenna share with me. She has this little system or hack we want to call budgeting, which mm-hmm. I want to get into. But... Before we do that, one other thing I thought we should explain, because you brought it up, and I bet you some people still don't know, is what is a PL or profit and loss? What is that tool that you're talking about?
0: So PL. So those of you who rent or like when I went and got my first apartment, they asked for a PL. I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. No idea what that was. So <laughs> I had to Google it and I didn't really understand it. So basically PL is what we just had spoken about in the beginning. It's your profit, which is your gross income. Your loss, which is your expenses, mm-hmm. and your net. So how much you actually made. So they want to know how much you're actually making. Okay. And they want to show when you have to present a PL, and part of me thinks that it's probably because they want to make sure that you know what you're doing, at least kind of. Yeah. Like basic 101. Yeah, how much you're making. Yeah. So that's a P&L, profit and loss. How yeah. much you profit, how much you lost? And one of the things
1: that you do, and I think most, I mean, I know we did, and it depends. I know you guys are do it yourself first. so maybe you don't mm-hmm. have, but we hired an accountant who helps us with our uh, self Oh, we have it a- Oh, you do? Okay. Like a bookkeeper?
0: Exactly. We prep all the numbers and he double checks because we are just human.
1: Yeah, exactly. Let me just say this. So what the, on there is our line items and what they call a line item is you'll have your rent, you'll have your salary, <laughs> you'll have your- back bar, you'll have your supplies, office supplies, you'll have your insurance, and so forth. You list everything
2: that your expenses are. Yeah,
1: and all those things go into your expenses, which um, eat away at your profit. (laughs) So then, your profit Mm -hmm. by the way, I would say you have two things generally for most people. You have your income from your services, and you have your income probably, if you hopefully if you're a salon, you have products that you're selling, because that really is a nice way to bump your numbers without actually having to work extra hard. It just Free mm-hmm. money basically for giving clients what they need when what they love, which is you know, cool beauty products. So those are generally two. Now, of course, I know like in Jenna's case, she also has a product line and has training. And you can add in other things and you should track all those, right? You should have you're like, okay, this is how I made money through services. That's what I made through my product sales. Yeah. This is what I made through my training. This is what my made from our webinars whatever you want mm-hmm. to do. You you track that because that helps you. Top yeah. of the line is what they call that. And that helps you to track where your revenue is coming from because something might be, if you have a bad month, you go, wow, we were down. And you look, oh, that's right. Because our webinars, we sold nothing we must yeah. have totally dropped the ball. Like we didn't do good marketing, yeah. we didn't good advertising or maybe our webinar sucks and no one wants it. <laughs> and so <Yeah>. you, <laughs> you begin to track that type of stuff. So I just want to break that down for people so they understand visually what it is a little bit before we get into uh, some of the more details.
2: Well, that's yeah. exactly what I was oh, going to yeah. have you describe. It's kind of like just a math yeah. problem. You list all those numbers yeah. and then you subtract them. And so it tells you what you're doing.
1: Yeah. So you want that bottom line to always be positive. If it's a, a parentheses around it or a negative sign around it, that means your company is going backwards. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah yeah we used to work next to an accountant and when I opened my first business I had never had a credit card because I couldn't I never got approved for one because I was like how do you get credit if you don't have credit yeah so I never had a credit card so she said I just want to make sure you're building your business like this not like this and I was Mm. like what do you mean and she tried to explain the debt And she was like well how much did you put on credit and I was like what does that mean? Yeah. I, like I didn't know what it means. So <laughs> from the beginning, I didn't get myself into credit card debt because I didn't even really know it was like possible.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: Good so, for you. Yeah. Well, not good for me. I didn't even know it existed. Well, I, I know, but know how- I mean,
1: good that you didn't build your belt coming out of debt. Cause there yeah. are a lot of businesses yeah. that start out with, $50,000 yeah. in debt and they're not yep. making money yet. And already they owe a lot. So yes. what
2: the listeners couldn't see is that when Jenna put her hands together, just the tips of her fingers like in an A shape, like a tent. That's how you want to build your credit as opposed to the opposite where the ne- tips negative. are looking like a V.
1: Like a hole. You're, you're A starting hole. The hole,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, like a pyramid in a big dip, deep ditch.
1: <laughs> so I guess your ignorance in that sense helped because I know there's a lot of people – who open their salons and have told me that yeah, I went out and got two credit cards and I got a, a line of credit, or I I mortgaged my house, you know, do things like that, or they get they borrow from their family or get you know members the uh, to dump 10, ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars in, and all of a sudden, especially if you do a build out, all of a sudden you find yourself really behind eight ball because now if you don't make money, there's someone else to knock on your door.
0: Yep, hundred percent, and you know I think it's like in a business slow and steady wins a race. Why just take your time and do it right. The first time people are so anxious and excited and they just want to jump in. But nine times out of 10, when you do it that way, you're putting so much stress on yourself and having debt. There's nothing that makes you feel less than, than debt and knowing not if, but when those slow months come those first few years, and you can't pay your bills, let alone your debt. This is how businesses fall apart because they were not patient. They were impatient. They wanted to get going. They wanted to do it before Stephanie opened her salon because she wanted to be better. And now she's losing everything, including her home. So we have done that. I mean, I did that. And sometimes it's like, you know, when
2: you go to a buffet, your eyes are bigger than your stomach. For me, I didn't honestly consider the fact that I could fail. Yeah. Yeah. I just was like a kid who thought they could never get hurt. And I'm thinking, I'm going to work hard. I'm not understanding. When you say the most stressed, the debt is stress. It is bondage. It is slavery. It is like everything must go to satisfying this beast, which is debt. If your family has needs, it doesn't matter. You have to, you know. And
1: and let me share a real tangible way that I know affected us and how it hurt us when we got into a mess years ago is we actually made hiring mistakes because we just needed someone in to help generate revenue in the company.
0: Yeah. And so we would hire
1: people that we normally wouldn't have hired way back in the day in the early days of our salon. And it was like, wait, I really shouldn't hire this person, but I'm like, man, I have demand and I have debts I have to pay and I need bodies just to fill those holes And instead of being discerning and really working to find the right person for the role, and it's not the person's fault if I hire them, by the way, not blaming the employee ever. It's always my fault that someone's hired incorrectly because I should have been wise enough to discern that you're not a good fit for us and we're going to pass. But instead I made desperate moves at times, or worse, when someone wasn't working out, I should have fired someone because they had attitude or something began to go south, but because I needed the money. I was like, no, 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 I need to pay the bills. We got, you know, this IRS thing, da, 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 da. So I would just yeah. hold on to people. And that debt made our fear, made me make bad decisions. And it and-
2: soured the culture and the company. Yeah, And it was all because we didn't know what we didn't know. We thought we'd be good with hiring. We thought, you know, we could read people. But if it's something new for you, you have to count some margin in that you're going to fall. There's going to be some failure yeah. in those first steps.
0: Yeah. And Paul, that's a perfect example of when you start a business, because a lot of people do start their salons with debt. If you start a business with debt and you have renters who are keeping you, keeping floating you in your coasting, you have to keep that toxic person because they're paying your bills. Exactly. What if you had started and gone slow five years planned for five years? Yeah. You don't have to have anybody in your salon because you've got it covered and Mm. then the culture of your company is the most important. That's the type of business
1: that will last. Exactly. That's freedom. That's freedom. Yeah, yeah exactly. As opposed the freedom to slavery. Financially and also freedom because you're not enslaved to whoever you hire. Oh, no, that's in, the worst. You have to take them out. One other thing I wanted to point out, I remember we watched this episode. I, um, if you've ever seen Tabitha Takes Over, there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've always seen maybe five or six episodes. I mean, the show is so stale Tabitha and, coffee.
2: Yeah. She was a hairdresser that would go in and to slagging salons. And it was great reality TV. Yeah. And she'd ship them up. You know, For salon owners, especially.
1: Scary. I remember <laughs> there's this one salon. It was here in the LA area and they're not around anymore, but this person would always say spare, no expense, spare, no expense mm-hmm. on everything, on the build out on everything they did in that place. And as a result of that spare no expense, they had I think a hundred or two hundred thousand dollar, I think, loan. I forget how much it was. Insane amount. And this is like 10, 15 years ago, too. So this is not even like today's money. This is like 15 years ago. But anyhow, that debt was like this anchor, just destroying that slum from the from the day they opened the doors. Every day mm-hmm. was slavery, was stress, was anger. And fear about going out of business, and basically Tabitha came in and, and pointed that out. I remember, I don't remember what she said, but it was just like pretty much you guys started out already so far behind. I don't know if you could ever make enough revenue to pay your more. You're your basically a mortgage, right? And if a two hundred thousand dollar loan. Keep a float. Yeah, keep your afloat. So you're always going to be in the red, and that means you'll be eventually out of business, which they did. I think after a year or two after the show, I think they were out of business. They just couldn't ever, yeah, keep going. A Even cautionary
2: with, tale for all of us. Yeah,
1: so debt is bad. I think everyone agrees on that. So let's get to it. Let's talk about this idea that you said you had that you've been working on, yeah. and that'd be cool because I think what I know of it, it sounds like a brilliant idea that really will help people budget better yeah. and uh, save some money. It's like a little hack.
0: Yeah, so chances are the reality is that somebody listening to this might be in a little bit of a pickle and they have a bit of debt. You can start a budget backwards, meaning you have to make your budget accommodate your bills. Mm-hmm. And that's the truth of most people's reality. Yeah. Fortunately, people that are starting out, hopefully they can all get to the the other, the happy side of that, but we can focus on. Probably 75 to 90% of the people that are listening, they're probably needing a little bit of help catching up, right? Yeah. So I would say when you have a budget, if you're starting backwards, unfortunately, you don't get to choose how much money you make. Mm -hmm. Let's say you add up all of your bills and let's say I'm going to round down because it's kind of an easy number. Yeah. So let's say you have to make $4,000 a month to pay your bills and your debt. That means you have to make $1,000 a week. Mm-hmm. You can figure out how many days a week you work. So if you work five days a week, that means you have to make $200 a day to break even. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's not including anything extra like Starbucks, your Target runs, your mall runs, your Disneyland trips, because you're trying to one-up everybody else. Um <laughs> And it's true. It's like really, you're trying to keep up with everybody who seems to be doing great, but everybody's probably not doing as great as maybe it looks like they're doing, you know?
1: Amen. (laughs)
0: Yeah, you know, because you see all of these companies and you're like, how do they not own a home? How do they not own their car? How do they, how do they, how do they? Well, because they can't afford the life that they live. And that's the question that you have to ask yourself. So if you're in a predicament where your bills exceed, let's say your bills are $12,000 and you make eight that means you can't afford to live the life that you live. What I did when I was younger, I didn't get myself into trouble, fortunately, but I knew I couldn't afford it. So what I did was I tucked my tail and I rented a room from a friend and my daughter and I shared a room for years, you guys, Mm. because this is what helped me get ahead. And so many people are so afraid of what people are going to say that they're willing to keep themselves in such a low vibration and they're going to rent that four bedroom house because they want to keep that status. Whereas you could be spending a fraction on a room and catching up in one to two years. And people just won't do that. People are embarrassed. And after I was at a point where I didn't need to do that anymore, I decided I was like, I love living with my friend. I had a daughter. She had a daughter and a son. I was able to go to the gym at five in the morning because she slept in and we would take turns. We were never by ourselves when both of our kids were at their dad's house. We were never alone. We were never scared. If you have the right roommate, you guys can help each other coexist in a mental space that is not toxic in a financial way. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with having a roommate after you have children. There's nothing wrong with sharing a room with your children. As a 40-year-old woman, if that's what it takes to get back on track.
1: Absolutely. And I
0: love And so that. many people think that their child needs their own room. Like, one example would be somebody I know was really adamant on a two-bedroom apartment. But I'm like, you, why? Why do you need it? You don't know anybody there where you live. Why do you need a two-bedroom apartment? Why don't you put yourself in the living room? <laughs> you know, there's every excuse. But I'm like, so, like, why don't you save the 400 bucks a month? Put yourself in, you go Ikea. You can make it cute. Yeah. And I'm like, you can even make it feel like you're Carrie and you have an apartment in New York and then your yeah. child, has their own private room, which I think that's, of course, if you can afford it, but like, even if you can, why wouldn't you choose to share a room? I was paying $500 a month and making decent money. I just stacked money away. You guys, I saved like 50 grand hmm. for living in a room. And then when people looked back, they're like, Holy shit, how did you save that much money? I'm like, because I lived in, I shared a room with Molly. Yeah. And I, Oh my God.
1: The sacrifices you made, which I love that because I don't think a lot of people understand That to get where you want to go, sometimes you have to make huge sacrifices personally to get there. Whereas, you know, cutting back on, you know, maybe cutting know For us, we cut down to one car.
2: Yeah. And I'll just share For me, when we first got married, I had always wanted a home, right? But the way things turned out and what we settled on is we still rent and our rental is like the smallest and ugliest house on the block. And it's so undervalued because it's so old, but it's kind of like what you did. You saved a lot of money. And because we're in this small, very unattractive, not so comfy home, we have been able to save money so that we can continue to have failures, <laughs>
0: It's and the song you you your theme has to be, it's just my temporary home. It's not for the <laughs> home.
2: <laughs> yes. You can't see what we're doing. Like, get over it. Yes. Right? Yeah.
0: Fine. It's temporary.
2: It is temporary. But there were times that I know that hearing this is is going to be helpful to some people that keeping up with the Joneses is you feel like it's almost a moral obligation and it's not. It's just no. appearances. And don't let your desire to to keep up with everything keep you in actual bondage.
1: Yeah. And most yeah. people don't care. I mean, be honest. No one's looking at you going, I wish – they think less of you because your car is not the newest car, like BMW yeah. or something like that. They're not – people aren't going to be – I'm sure there are some people out there that judge on the, by the cover. But the people you care about, the people that you love, they just love you for who you are. They're not sitting there – Worrying about oh my gosh, I'm mean, I'm sure like your friends are like well Jenna, as long as you're living with your daughter, I just can't talk to you right now. <laughs> <It's> yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, right. I
0: lost zero friends over that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like no, that's you.
1: not the thing you lose friends over. You lose friends over yeah. because maybe actually I think almost the other way. If you decide to lord all your possessions and let everyone know how amazing you are and how rich you are, I think some people are like. Okay, I'm enough with that person.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I know. We see people that spend so much money on things, and Angron and I are like, how the hell can they afford that? Yeah. And that the answer is, like, maybe they can't afford it. Yeah. They're doing it. Yeah, because it's just for maybe. show. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so if you want me to get into, yeah. do you guys want me to use you as an example? Do you want me to do a budget for you as if you yeah. guys were? Sure,
1: why not? Yeah, we'll we'll be there.
0: So- Ponds. If you want to make a list of, and you don't have to do everything exactly. If you want to make a list of how much money you spend. So your rent and or mortgage, your car, your insurance, do a quick list of, it doesn't have to be exact. Mm -hmm. I always recommend if you know that you drink coffee at Starbucks every morning and you spend $12, add that into your budget because you know, you're going to spend it anyways. How much you spend on gas? How much is your insurance? Your cell phone? Anything that you know that you're going to have to spend groceries. Add that in because you're going to spend it, and if you don't put it in your budget and you don't make enough, you're putting it on a credit card. So that's putting you, yeah, you know, in the whole one step forward, two steps behind. Yeah. Okay. If you want to just make up some numbers, oh, okay. give me okay. like, give me like ten bills. Okay. You can make them easy numbers, like a thousand, two hundred.
1: I'll say rent two thousand. Okay, I'm gonna write this down. Okay, so we're, we're, all right, we're doing the work here. What about
0: utilities? <laughs> <Okay>. Electricity. Uh, <laughs>
1: Well, I'm utilities, we're well, I guess at home for us, we'll just say utilities, uh, phone, everything, five hundred. We'll just say that. And then let's see what else. Let's say food, Trader Joe's money. Is this our home yeah. budget yes. or our business? Is, I think budget. we're doing we're doing all our expenses. I think this is both yeah. personal okay, and yeah. business, right? Okay. So we'll say food. Let's just say because uh I think twelve hundred. Yeah. Dining out. This is a, always a weak area for us. We, we like food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do yeah. good not eating out lunch anymore. We generally don't eat lunch. We always eat, eat in, but we do like once. On the a, weekends. Or, on the weekends, once or twice a month, we go crazy. And, oh, that's fine. Yeah. But that said, well, I'll just say right now, thousand um for the whole month is this
2: our actual budget no
1: it's i'm just kind
2: of okay what about clothing
1: (laughs) (laughs) clothing i don't be honest that's been you that's all okay
2: i'm a bargain girl i know michelle doesn't want me to say that i'm a machine girl (laughs)
1: because it's
0: like (laughs) fast fashion but
2: yeah
1: how much are you spending
0: i don't know okay
1: tush is spending 500
0: let's just say that's
1: That's fair 500 let's see we got rent utilities food dining clothing um what else do we have uh we'll say cell phones we're spending um about 250 okay. i don't remember I, because we have our kids and stuff involved uh and then and this is the month right yeah monthly mm-hmm. auto insurance um sure. all, all insurance involved
2: personal things like nails right. hair
1: three hundred dollars we'll say three hundred dollars
2: oh i was um, thinking three hundred dollars for
1: we'll say for beauty services three hundred dollars yeah.
2: okay and,
1: and then let's see how many that? that's at four five six seven eight two more what other things should we put in there? You know
0: what? Let's add childcare. Cause a lot of people have child oh, care. Child. We'll just make that up.
1: Yeah. Child yep. care. Can so you
0: have a baby? How, how much would that be? be how bit much bit. do
1: people pay for childcare?
0: I think the, the younger they are, the more expensive it is. I want to say like a thousand to 1250 a month. Yeah. I'm just going to put a thousand
1: to thousand. Yeah. Okay. Child care.
0: What about um,
2: medicine and health care?
1: Oh yeah. Health uh, insurance. Health oh insurance. gosh. Okay. You want,
0: <laughs> Yeah. well, I mean,
1: Oh my gosh. Um we we pay, Twenty five hundred a month. I think it is. I forget what it is. It's insane. We have Kaiser. to California. Everybody who's
0: listening. <laughs> I know.
1: Welcome to being self employed and paying your own health care. Um, and then yeah. a lot of
0: people like their salon rent. What's the average salon rent where you guys are?
1: Again, it, it depends if you're a solopreneur. Like when we had our salon, we were paying eight thousand a month for our our salon.
2: But an average solopreneur maybe eighteen hundred.
1: Eighteen. Yeah. yeah, Down the street. It's 1,800
0: a
2: month.
1: Okay. Down the street. It's 1,800 a month. All right. So that's like 12 items. we got plenty.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So I'm going to add that this is literally when somebody comes to me and wants a budget, this is literally what I do. So when you're in debt, you're not saving money. Your Mm -hmm. quote savings will go towards your debt because Mm -hmm. right now we're trying to get back to the neutral. Yeah. So I'm going to add up your money really quickly. All right. Your pretend budget. And everyone at
1: home. Do your own go right now.
0: Oh, don't forget yeah.
2: subscriptions, but we don't yeah, have pause to it. In. There's a lot more.
0: Pause more. it and add all of your bills up and then move to what we're doing. 1,500, 250, 3,
1: 3. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> we should have music playing
1: right now while she's adding. We can or, have, or, or, da, or should da, we have t- da, 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 Okay. Da, so da.
0: let's just say yeah. you're at yeah. Eight hundred fifty, And I know that that number seems big, you guys, but remember there are two people. So yeah, yeah. You know, per person, you have to remember that this is your guys's budget. Okay. Oh, so we're going to go ahead and how many days a week do you work?
1: Test usually works about four days a week.
0: Okay. Four. So now you're, you have your divisible number. So that's a four. So we're going to divide your big number, 10,850. This is like your, for whoever's listening, this is how much yeah. money you have to make minimum, to get yeah. through the next month. Everything you guys don't say, I'm going to cut off Starbucks. If you know you're going to spend it, add it in there. So $10,850. we are going to take that number and we're going to divide that number by four. That means you have to make $2,712.50. We're going to round up $2,725, okay? Because we always round up to be safe. Yeah. So seven, so I'm going to read you that number, 2725 And now since, now that's how much you have to make in a week. Now, since testimony works four days a week, we're going to divide that number by the amount of days that she works. So that's going to be four. So that means, Testany, you have to clear $681.25 a day, or let's round up and let's just say 700 Yeah, That means that you have to clear $700 a day before you go to Target,
2: before
0: yeah. you plan that extra vacation that you guys so deserve. Yeah. So this is how you do your, your basic budget. And when you guys are doing your basic budget, make sure that you're including your debt. Because this yeah. is what we're trying to get rid of. So, in addition to this, let's say if they wanted to pay a thousand dollars a month towards their debt, this seven hundred, you would just simply add two hundred and fifty dollars a week. Yeah. What that ends up being a day at four days a week, you're just going to do the math. So, a thousand that's t- two fifty divided by four. Hold on, that's going to be two fifty divided by four. I can tell you what that is divided by five. Sixty-two fifty. So round up sixty-five. So you're going to want to make seven sixty-five a day. Yeah, that's to including to get out of that. That also means you're not putting any money on your credit card. That also means if you can't afford the life you live, you are giving notice to the place that you live and you're temporarily moving into an apartment, moving into a studio and sharing this with your kids, because this is how you get ahead. You're never going to get ahead if you can't afford the life that you live. So unfortunately, I think a lot of people are in that boat. They don't get to choose their budget their lifestyle chooses how much they have to make. And, you know, unfortunately that's how most of this goes. When I have girls in the very, very beginning of this, we can start from scratch. And that's really wonderful because that allows them to build their life as they go. It doesn't seem so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Anybody can look at that number and say 10,800 foot. What the hell? That's a big, scary number. But if you start at 2000 and you slowly go up and up and up, Mm -hmm. most of the time when people are starting in the beginning, they're young and they're still living with their parents. So we can slowly ask for this. Yeah. So if we go back down to let's pretend you have zero debt. Okay. So I know somebody listening is like, I don't have anything. I'm, I have $5,000 in my savings. I'm amazing. So what I would say would be figure out how much you're making a week. Figure out how much you're making a day, whatever kind of average it out. Mm-hmm. Usually, if you're full time as a lash artist, depending on where you're working, would dictate how much you charge. You're probably making between five and twelve thousand dollars a month. I think that's pretty fair. Mm-hmm. Um, then figure out how you're going to organize that money and live below your means. Share a room because. When you're paying rent, you're paying somebody else's mortgage. You're paying for somebody else's vision of their life and their dreams. So why not just like you said, if you guys would have planned ahead of time with your first salon, you wouldn't have had to pay the IRS back. You're going to have to pay the debt back anyways. Why don't you just do it beginning and pay yourself?
2: I know. Take the bite, the bullet, take the sacrifice, because Mm -hmm. when you're doing that, you're free. You're not under any kind of thumb. Yeah.
0: (laughs) We also have to remember, you know, humbling ourselves is very strange in the United States because everywhere else people live with their family until they buy a home, until they get married. They live in a flat with roommates, means this big open area that they share with people because that is what their finances can accommodate. And we're so embarrassed, or like you said, feel test, feel shameful that we can't do that. Yeah. But this is how young people live everywhere in the world. So why do we have these expectations of ourselves? You're just setting yourself up for more and more failure.
2: It's called Instagram. It's called, Yeah. Envy. <laughs> yeah. it's called yeah. keeping up with the Joneses, you know?
0: Yeah. So let's say you were in debt. You did this method for four and a half years. You're now out of debt and you're like, great. How do I get ahead? Now let's do a realistic budget of where you want to move. Now you're at a point where you get to choose a little bit. You get to give a little bit choosy, start slow. You don't want to share a bedroom with your kids anymore. Great. You just did that for four and a half years. Let's find an apartment. Let's say your apartment, I'm going to make up a, a number. Let's say all of your bills. Now you've dropped everything. You don't have so many bills and your bills. You've got them down to 6,500.
1: Yeah. No That's more like, debt. Th- no more. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You still have your daycare. You have no debt. You've been able to wiggle some things around. You don't have the brand new car anymore, or maybe your car's paid off because mm-hmm. you got out of debt. So $6,500 a month. So let's say 6,500. And I'm going to go for a five day week because most oftentimes people do work five days a week. Yep. So we're going to divide $6,500 by four because there's four weeks in a month. So that brings it down to 1625. Now we're going to divide that weekly income what you make by five, because we're going to pretend that we work five days a week. Now you just dropped your $765 to $325 because now you've got back on track. You humbled yourself. You don't allow yourself to go to target more than once a month. Yeah. So now you've dropped down to to three twenty-five. right? So wonderful. That's how much you have to make a day to keep afloat. You're still including that thousand dollars that you were paying towards your debt, but now that's going to savings. Mm-hmm. So what happens when, you are starting to get comfortable with this because that number is always scary. Right. And you're Mm -hmm. like, well, shit, I was making 10,000 bucks a month. Now I only have to make 65. I can still make that. Right. Yeah. So now you can challenging yourself. Mm -hmm. So let's say I'm going to teach you guys how to make 25% more and you can put it in your savings, which is what I recommend. You can put a little bit in spending if you want to go on vacation. So now I want you to take that number 6,500 and I want you to divide that by three. Okay. So we're going to pretend that there's three weeks in a month Divide by three. That means you're going to, instead of 1625, you're going to have to make, we'll round up 20, let's say 22. I'm going to round up 2200. Okay. So it's like 600 bucks a week more, but that's only a little over a hundred bucks a day. You were doing 2000. You can still do this. So now you're going to make $2,200 a week. So you've now divided your month by three weeks, which means you have an additional week. So not only are you now making 1625, not 1625, you've now added 600. Mm -hmm. So you're making more money each week. If you continue that on your added week, you're making an additional $2,200 on top of that thousand dollars. And what a lot of people don't understand is when you work for yourself, if you do a weekly budget, Paul, how many weeks are there in a year?
1: 52.
0: If there's 52 weeks in a year, if we divide 52 by 12, right? How many months that gives us 13, which means if you're on a four week schedule, you're given an additional month of pay every single year. If you do the three week method, which is Mm -hmm. what I teach everybody to do, you have an entire month. Plus you have 12 weeks. That means three months. You have now given yourself four additional months of quote, free pay, because you divided by three, you're still yeah. putting it in savings. And that's why I save 70 grand in a year, what? a wow. year. So money adds up very quickly. And here's another thing, you guys people say, Oh, I don't work Mondays. No, you do work Mondays. When you're trying to get ahead, you work Mondays. If you don't have your kids, you're working. Mm -hmm. You work Saturday. You're not too good to work Saturday because you've been doing this for 12 years. You don't own anything. You Mm want to own something. Mm -hmm. So once you own a house, once your car's paid off, then you can decide, do I want to take Saturdays off? But the thing that triggers me is when I hear people, Oh, I don't work Monday, Tuesday." And I'm like, you and a business sister, you work eight days a week. You better be here on a Monday or I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to bend over backwards for you. If I'm here seven days a week, you should be here seven days a week because I'm 22 years ahead of you. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a lot of humbling that, you know, (laughs) should happen and doesn't. I think
1: people like to talk about boundaries a little too early when you're starting out your business. When you're getting yes. going or when you need to make sacrifices, you, you have to mm-hmm. be willing to hustle to get where you want to be. And it doesn't mean saying, I don't work nights, I don't work weekends. And you go, well, how's that working for you? Because you're not very busy right now. Because you have pretty much cut yeah. off 50% of the business that would come to see you because uh, you want to have boundaries and say, I'm above that. I can't work because someone told me that it's bad to work weekends and nights. But yeah. you're slow and you're trying to attract new clients right now and you yeah. you're being selective when you can't be selective yet you got to get to the point where you're fully booked then you start yeah. telling people like hey you know what i'm no longer working these days cuz i've made my financial yeah. goals i've reached some milestones i needed yeah but yeah. I, I think people get ahead of themselves like you said they won't humble themselves and realize you know what no offense you're 23
0: you're, yeah, you know yeah. you're Come just on.
1: i mean, I sound old now but you're a kid yeah. And you haven't sacrificed yet. And I remember even seeing some of our team members in their twenties and they had a BMW. Some of them had Mercedes (laughs) and I'm like at 25, you have a Mercedes. No one has a Mercedes at 25. At least when I was growing up. No, unless you were a rich kid, but because again, Instagram and the social pressure, I think people feel this need to perform (laughs) and do things they shouldn't do. If you really think about it, I love this idea. I want to just recap it real quick though. What you're doing now, instead of, living off the four weeks pay that you get in the, in the month you're basically budging to live off three weeks pay
0: yeah you're just pushing yourself a little yeah, bit yeah you're more.
1: Just nudging it right so you're just saying look I am gonna work so hard so that I I don't I only spend the money from three weeks and like you said if you figure out your costs and then you figure out what you make you just try to grow your income to, to match your bills yeah. in that first three weeks that means that fourth week is just bonus money straight to the savings and then, like you said, because there's 13 weeks every quarter, you're also getting one free week every quarter, every three months that you're also putting in. That's huge.
0: When I very first found this out, I used that money in January because it was very slow in January. Your first two years, yeah. you don't really have the full clientele. So yeah. I used that for four weeks as my cozy month so yeah. that I had January quote taken care of. I still work, but just in case, but okay. I want to tell you the most fun part too. Yeah. So you're single mom, you're budgeting. You're like, I have to make three twenty five a week, but Friday rolls around and you've had seven cancellations and you're like, shit, now I have to work extra next week. How you avoid this. You have to be a hard worker. What I did. I'll tell you exactly what I did Mondays and Tuesdays were my 12 hour days. Sometimes I would do 14 hour days. Okay. You're going to get the majority of your clients done in those two days. If you have children, you have to have somebody help you. These are your power days. Monday, Tuesday, get them over it. They're painful in the beginning of Monday. But hopefully you like your job. And by the end of Tuesday, you're counting your money and you're like, fuck yeah. Wednesday is your wiggle room day. Do I need Wednesday? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to do Wednesday. Usually Wednesday would counteract my cancellations or Mm -hmm. a no-show if somebody Mm -hmm. forgot. Then you have Thursday and Friday, which is extra. So what that means is my Thursday and Friday was extra saving on top of the four weeks a year that I'm putting away already. And on top of the three months that I'm putting away on top of that, because I'm doing the three-week method. In addition to that, I went in every other Saturday and my Saturday I would because I had my kids every other weekend, I would literally just stack stack house clients over and over. I'd stay for 14 hours because that was my vacation fund. Mm. When I had enough for vacation, everything was paid in cash, you guys. Wow. I went to AAA I was also a photographer, so they were like, oh, it's the girl with the cash envelope because I paid for it. Remember, I didn't even know really I could get a credit card. <laughs> so whenever I would have, I would go in and I they knew me at AAA, the travel center, and say, okay, this is what I want to do. Can you tell me how much I need for my down payment? And she was like, "Yep, yeah, okay, so you need 2,700. Uh, and once I had that 2,700, I'd come and I'd reserve it And, and I would, you know, slowly pay it off for the following year, plan your vacations a year ahead Hmm. so that you have spending money and you're not stressed out. You don't need to be going on vacation more than once a year until your house is paid off. Don't worry about it. And if you do, if you're that person, you're like, I have to do it. And you're a lash artist. Turn your vacation into an expense that you can write off on your taxes. How do you do that? You do a class. Even if you're doing a class at a hundred dollars a student and it's a two hour, three hour, four hour workshop, it doesn't matter. You made $400, but you spent 7,000. It doesn't matter. That whole trip is now a write-off. It has to be, I want to say, you can Google this because this changes every year. The tax laws changes. Mm -hmm. I believe you have to spend 30% of your time on the trip on your class. So let's say you have a two day workshop class, right? You can prep the day before, prep the day after. You have the two days. So that's four days of the seven. There you go. You can say that that was, if you go for seven days, that trip is now a work expense. Mm -hmm. So you just really have to get creative and learn how wealthy people write everything off. You have to really think about, okay, how do I not pay taxes on this? And you just, as a business owner, there's so much flexibility. I'm a Disneyland fanatic. I'm doing a class in Anaheim in September. And I want to go to Disneyland. So I'm doing a class in Anaheim. Their Disneyland tickets are included. I just turned a freaking Disneyland trip into a tax write-off. Hello. It's like all the the goodies that you're telling me, I feel like you're
2: like Auntie Jen. You're like the gal or the family that's calling us out to be successful. I love these little tips. Thank you. Because it's also what you're doing is you're encouraging us to gamify our business. It's so much easier to work when you know that it's actually profiting yourself and you're like, this money is going into my vacation fund. This money is going into my, you know, house fund or whatever. It makes you want to work more, you know, instead of this drudgery, like, oh, I have to, you know.
0: You're so right. You guys, once you hit like, $30,000 in your savings account, it's addicting. You don't want to spend it because now you're seeing it grow. Then you come in on Sunday half a day because you don't have your kids anyway. And then every other Sunday, you're making an additional $400. And then at the end of the year, you're like, oh my God. $400 times every other Sunday at the end of the year, I made like 22 extra grand or whatever. I just made that, but it adds up so quickly, you guys. Mm -hmm. And they don't see these missed opportunities because they like to sleep in. If you're a business owner, you don't sleep in anymore. I started at 530 this morning because I'm a business owner. And if I don't, I'm going to be behind. You work eight days a week. If you have to, you don't take off early Wednesdays. You don't do these things that you do. That's what an employee does. Mm -hmm. An employee takes off Fridays because they don't work Fridays. Great, whatever. You don't get paid if you're not working. You don't get paid if you're not there. Yeah. And this false narrative about passive income, do you know what passive income means? That means yeah. you made $4,000 while you slept, but you have to go work nine hours to fill those orders. Yeah, There's <laughs> no such thing as passive income. Or you have to pay somebody to do that. Yeah, And you now do. you didn't make $4,000. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Passive income is, is such a false Expectation.
1: Most people's idea of passive income. There is such thing as passive income, but it's like things like you have an it's investment. Our right? passive, yeah, our income, yes. yeah, because people who go out and, and buy investments and buy buildings and do that that can become passive income.
0: Yes, them. but my passive. Maybe if we have like our digital courses that do, if yeah. you can sell something and there's nothing to do, but in this industry that's very difficult to
1: yeah. do. Yeah, and the digital passive. income. Is nowhere close to what people try to make it sound like it is. No. I have actually known some pretty big name people who secretly will tell me like, "How's your online classes?" I, go, I don't really sell many of my online classes. Like they no, have we like
0: barely sell online classes. Yeah, either.
1: and especially even more now that post COVID, I feel like everyone's like, "Screw online!" Like people are so done with watching videos online.
0: Hundred percent.
1: Yeah, so people are like, "No, I'm making million dollars a year off my online class," and I do believe there are some people doing that. Uh, they are extremely good marketers. They spend probably most of their time in sales and marketing and Mm -hmm. and all that type of stuff. And that is their full-time job is just to continue to sell their, their online courses. But if you think I'm a salon owner and I'm just going to shoot a little video of me teaching a class, I'll put it on my website and people are going to line up around the block to buy it. They just won't, they just don't, because there's too many things out there.
0: When you started your business was your, if you are like me, my hope and my hopes and dreams were to, this was it. I just want to start a business until it runs itself, and then you realize that's not a thing. I'm not Target. No, it's like it's like I
2: just want to find a real unicorn that doesn't exist.
1: No, I think when we first I came on in 2011, my first thing is oh, I'm gonna be the manager, and I literally thought I'd work three four hours a day, and I thought I'll just show up. No, if I want to be a good manager, I actually learned I had to be there. Much more than that. A lot more than that. I was yeah. working when we had the salon. I was easily doing 12-hour days regularly because I was well, yeah. doing reviews every quarter. I was doing one-on-one meetings. I was being, always looking for new vendors. I was always hiring, actually, because you're always interviewing and hiring at all times, just even if you're not really hiring, building systems and trainings. And it just – the list was endless and I didn't realize to be a good leader. I mean, I think if you spend a lot of time, eventually you can systematize it all. And I was working less by far by the time we closed our salon. But man, when we first were in that, when I was after I got over my three hour day job, I thought I had and started realizing I had to put 12 hour yeah. days. It was like three, four years of working around the clock. And then our place opened at 7. AM. We'd be there at six thirty, and we'd go home when we closed at 1130 at night. Yeah.
0: And then we'd work Cause, again. Cause you were, we're killing there. it. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. We were, busy and yeah it just and then eventually I we got to where we hired a staff and trained and I was now leaving at five o'clock most days but yeah. but you can't do it initially right you gotta build a machine you got to build the systems and 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 sacrifice like crazy and I think not enough that's out there for people to understand and we're
0: we're talking like a decade not a couple two years you guys yeah. it's gonna take you maybe a decade or more to get there. Yeah. You know nobody knew who Nike was for over 10 years. Yeah. Nobody they were nobody. Yeah. 10 years. Yeah. That's crazy.
1: No, it's so true. So yeah. true. Well, I'm looking at time. I can't believe we're almost at an hour. It's been crazy. has yeah. flown quickly, <laughs> but this has been great. And I think, um, well, definitely have you back again and talk more. I would actually, yeah. what would be really fun to do sometime is, is finding more like budgeting ways that people can save money or, or, yeah. or, or, or ways they can, you know, go through that line item and some smart ways to cut their costs because I think there's two ways of growing your business, right? Making more money, but also finding where the waste is too. And cutting that out yeah. of your life. I know a yeah. lot of people like you guys, I know are a lot of do yourselfers. You guys just yeah. get in there and do it yourself. And I think a lot of people too, also think they you have to pay for everything and you don't always have to. Yeah.
0: Oh, you can you get know? down well, and dirty, do sm- it yourself. You see smaller companies that have multiple employees and I'm like, what are you doing? Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. I I, I know all of this sounds, oh, that's so easy. I'm just going to do a profit and loss. If you guys are lost and you don't know how to do this, we have it. I believe it's $20 or $25 on SoCoLashes.com. It's literally the profit and loss book that cool. I printed out each week. And it teaches you in the beginning, it has like the verbiage, like how I said, profit and loss. What's a tax preparer? What It has like words that I used to pretend that I knew what they meant. So I added <laughs> them. People don't want to ask what they mean. They're embarrassed. Um, It explains what everything is. When you're adding up each week at the end of the month, you add that month up and then it shows you what year to date means, right? Mm -hmm. So then once you have your year to date for November, you do your December numbers. You're adding your year to date of November to December and you've just completed your taxes. So you're done. If you do this weekly and completed at the end of the month. You don't have to do your taxes at the end of the year. At the end of the year, you have to do December and you're just adding your year to date. And I know you're, people are like, what does year to date mean? It explains everything in like a toddler manner. I did this to see if my daughter, who was at the time, I think she was an eighth grader or a freshman in high school, to see if she understood it, totally understood it. So mm. don't feel scared.
1: Okay. <laughs> you that's can, cool.
0: You, it is easy. So yeah.
1: they need to go, where can they find you to get that?
0: Um, okay, so you guys can head to SoCoLashes.com. And if you guys haven't, can I share a discount code? Yeah. yeah. If you guys haven't tried our products, we are the world's very first eco-friendly lash, lash company. We were established in 2016. Um, and our the reason I started my company, I don't know if I ever told you this, uh. was because I wanted to teach single moms how to be able to separate from their spouse or partner and teach them how to get on a budget. Like what I was just showing you, we used to have budget parties um, (laughs) and teach them how to do it. And then we fell into the eco-friendly and it was, it's just, I think there's like a huge amount of luck in that because it was, nobody was doing that. Yeah. Nobody was doing it. You know?
1: No, now now it's trending, but you're right. No. 2016 that was early yeah
0: it was not trendy when we started and yeah. nobody wanted to park it yeah <laughs>
1: like yeah we no were... definitely it was not you're right so socolashes.com and your instagram is at socolashes yeah. so-co lashes
0: too socolashes like soco s-o-c-o it's short for sonoma county because that's where i'm from
1: oh i, I always thought of south Southern, Southern california. california
0: yeah <laughs> that's what everybody did but soco likes you know if you're from sonoma county you know but yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah. So, yeah. so well i'm you so- know socal lashes yeah. When she yeah. first started, we would always be like, oh, this one's for you. And she'd be like, oh, this
1: message is for you. Oh, that's right. Brittany, yeah, right. Yeah, she she yeah. has her yeah. SoCal lashes. That's pretty funny. I didn't yeah. even realize you guys had a crossover. That's pretty yeah. cool. So anyhow, guys, go definitely check out the website. Check out this tool. I think that will really help you, especially yeah. if you've never done budgeting before, baby yeah. steps. Just take these small steps, and this tool will help you walk through it. And gosh, 25 bucks, whatever, that's nothing. I mean, that's like coffee money. So take that money. Mm-hmm. Spend it well. Don't buy a couple of cups this week and you can yeah. go buy your soco lashes budget help. And otherwise, thank you so much Jenna for
2: time, to- sharing your wisdom you. with us. Really appreciate it. No, thank you. I appreciate
0: you guys. Thanks for
2: hosting me again.
1: Hey, guys, guess what? That's it. We are done. We are out of here. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at LashCast and at the Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my Lash Mouse, Tusney, as well as our special guest, Jenna, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.